You put your all into delivering quality and value on time. And when your customer doesn't pay, it doesn't just hurt your feelings. It hurts your business. At MetCredit, we get it. We collect overdue receivables fast and treat your customers with respect. Go to MetCredit.com to get started. MetCredit, we get it. This is Overdue Advice, the podcast about how and why debt collection works for your business. Brought to you by MetCredit. Everybody pay up. Welcome to Overdue Advice. My name is Bryn Griffiths. Well, we've talked about it a lot lately. Every business has been dealing with a daily tug of war being pulled in numerous directions all at the same time. Now, it's been stressful for so many, but somehow some businesses have found a way to get it done. And sadly, some have not. Receivables has been one area where the game has most definitely changed. So one of our goals on this podcast is to check in with numerous businesses and ask them, how have they done it? How have they managed to navigate the difficult waters of the pandemic? Joining us today is Michelle Murray, who is into her second year as president of TRMA. We'll tell you about that coming up in a few moments. Plus, she's also with SaskTel as a program and project manager and technology planner. Also joining us is Anthony Sabatelli, who is a 14-year veteran of Rogers Credit Operations Department and is the Senior Manager of Vendor Performance Management. And Raphael Karamikalidis is also joining us. He's the Manager of Collection Strategy with TELUS. Hey, before we get into the nuts and bolts of everything here, I want to ask all three of you, and we'll start with Michelle and kind of work our way around the table a little bit. How has your job changed having to work from home a lot? Are you working mostly from home? Are you working from the office? How are you doing it? And has it changed the way you've you've had to approach things? Yeah, so I, we are working from the office um, here in, in wonderful Saskatchewan uh, at the moment and following very closely the guidelines set out for us by our government. Um, and we're looking forward to returning to the workplace uh, in the coming months here. And yeah, I think, um, you know, finding the balance for me. So it's just, you know, work is 10 steps away from the kitchen. And, um, you know, when I'm home, uh, you've got three busy kids on the go and uh, sports and activities and they've got their school. Parts of it has been uh, school from home. Uh, and so it's really just maintaining, um, you know, a work-life balance for me and making sure that I'm effective and efficient in my roles from a work perspective, but then also as a, a wife and mother. Anthony? Yeah, you know, it's uh, you never realize how important Wi-Fi connection is in, in the household when there's when there's five of us working at one time. Uh, it was an immediate call to our provider to to get upgraded to the to the quickest uh, to the quickest speed. But no, it's it's been it's been an eye opener in terms of understanding the the work life balance. So just like Michelle had mentioned, uh, you feel like you're on the clock all the time, not just between office hours, but um, the laptop is seems to be on the on your desk all day every day. Uh, and you really need to make a, a strong effort to, to disconnect and look after yourself, uh, both mentally and physically. So it's, uh, it's, it's being well-disciplined and, and taking that time for yourself to go for a walk or to get up and stretch, or you could easily find yourself sitting for eight-plus hours a day, which, uh, which isn't the best for, for anyone. And, Raph, what about you? Yeah, uh, you know, TELUS has had a hybrid uh, workforce model for about the last 10 years, so we were all kind of mobile, a few days in the office, a few days work from home. So, you know, the transition during the pandemic was um, natural for many people. I think we were lucky as a company, we avoided 
some of these challenges um, that are just huge uh, for some of these other, you know, other uh, industries and, and businesses. Uh, and I can echo uh, exactly what Anthony and, and Michelle have been saying. It really is about finding the balance. It's a 24-hour clock. And so if you're not careful, you you will end up working the entire day, ignoring your family, not getting out to see the sunlight and the birds and and, and enjoying, um, you know, now in the summer, the, the good weather. So balance, being able to prioritize your family um, and, and time off the clock has been a challenge, but something I think we've gotten better at over, you know, the last 12, 13 months. Hey, Michelle, I have to ask you what TRMA is, because not everybody knows. A lot of people who are tuning in do know, but let's let's address those who are, are, are not up to speed. Yeah, absolutely. So TRMA Canada stands for Telecommunications Risk Management Association of Canada, and it's a nonprofit corporation that was formed in 2000 by telecommunication industry leaders, really with the aim of promoting cooperation among Canadian telecom companies to reduce fraud and bad debt. So we're dedicated to the exchange of business information, ideas and experiences related to credit risk management in the Canadian telecommunications industry. Uh, and we're actually a chapter of the US-based TRMA that was formed in, in 1997. Our mission is a better connected tomorrow for our customers, members and, communi- and communities. Right. And we support our vision with a foundation of cooperation and we innovate, educate, and enhance our members and customers with the commitment to reducing fraud, credit collections, and risk using industry-leading solutions. I have to throw this one out there. What's the, the biggest challenges facing telcos right now? Anthony, we'll start with you on that one. Yeah, you, you know, uh, Bryn, it's a, it's a great question, and it's something that uh, you really hit home uh, in terms for all of us working at Rogers, where the immediate, uh, the immediate challenge was how do we balance that uh, need for um, meeting our financial requirements when dealing with customers, while at the same time having the compassion and understanding for what everyone's going through. Uh, for most of us on this call, and I'm assuming for most of us listening, uh, you know, the pandemic is a, is a first for all of us, and we really needed to understand uh, how and find that middle ground where we can keep the customer happy, uh, while at the same time looking after the company's priorities. You know, there, there's so many options out there that we explored in terms of keeping the customer satisfied uh, from allowing them to extend payment arrangements. Um, but the number one important topic was keeping their services available to them when, while they needed it most during a pandemic. And Raf, what about you? Yeah, I think it's been about uh, keeping the customer engaged um, with us and, and having their attention. And, and, you know, if we're looking at it from a collections perspective, it's really been about uh, keeping them aware of their account status and, and where they are uh, in terms of their commitments to making payments. Um, you know, the biggest challenge really is um, capturing their attention and, and keeping them there engaged with you. So um, we, you know, we try all kinds of methods, really want to speak to customers in the channels that they want to hear from us in and, and respond back to us. Um, and, you know, echoing what, what Anthony said about uh, through the pandemic, it really has been about showing them empathy and compassion as they a large section of our uh, of our population has been affected by shutdowns and you know really being compassionate and empathetic with them while they while they struggle through and and, and really showing the, the humanity of uh, business and and what we can really do to help them 
And Michelle, what about you in Saskatchewan? Yeah, so for us, it was about um, really making sure that our folks had what they needed from a service perspective. So, um, you know, realizing that folks are moving into a work from home scenario, uh, a school from home scenario, um, and then making sure that they were equipped with the services that they required. Um, and then also just really listening to our customers and their stories and being there for them. So we take pride in supporting our customers, you know, in, in unconventional ways, um, in different scenarios that are maybe a little bit more uh, ad hoc than, than what, you know, regular business would be. We've, we've really got that culture um, at SaskTala of caring. And so we just wanted to make sure that our customers knew that we were there for them. As an outsider, that's what I am here, and the everyman, I guess, I'm sensing there's a positivity, flexibility, and uh, an attitude, a, a positive attitude, because it's more than just the money. It's, you're right, you've got you've to deal with people dealing with what we're all dealing with these days. Are you finding that, Anthony? 100%. You know, we, we felt the importance around keeping our customers connected with their loved ones right away. Uh, whether through a phone or FaceTime message, the phone suddenly became the, the top priority that customers could not do without. Um, and then second to that was, you know, with, with uh, things being closed, but what were people doing? Well, it's the TV, internet, and entertainment were suddenly a, another priority. So we, we looked at adjusting our credit policies in the interim to adapt to the pandemic environment. And again, to make sure that our customers could continue to see their loved ones and continue their day-to-day -day lives while still getting used to the uncertainty around them. And Raf, what about you? Tell us. Yeah, same. You know, it's been about keeping our customers connected to their services and, and to our network. Um, the dependency on Wi-Fi uh, is has been massive, and so you know, understanding the difficulties that that uh, a lot of people have been facing, you just have to be very realistic with them, um, understanding, compassionate empathetic and try and find flexible solutions to um, not just their their um, difficulties in, in paying their bills, but also in kind of broader, you know, staying connected with their families who a lot of people have had uh, family members who, who have been sick um, during this time or even lost family members and were separated across a massive country. And so um, people in Ontario staying connected with family in Alberta, BC or Quebec, it, it, it's been really key to just show them that, that we're patient and willing to work with them. Um, and above all, all else, the, um, the caring uh, aspect, uh, the human to human um, aspect is, is the most important thing above everything else. So we've been really trying to support our customers in that way. And Michelle, the flexibility in Saskatchewan, it's always been a very flexible province. People are always, uh, taking on new challenges with a, a great deal of enthusiasm. What about for yourself? We take kind of the same approach and um, just making sure that, uh, you know, we're offering the products and services that our customers need and even, even going above and beyond that and, um, you know, putting different promotions in the marketplace so that, you know, folks are able to uh, leverage those services uh, more, more easily, more readily. And I'm guessing there's a sharing of information uh, uh, to a degree in terms of how you deal with, the changing landscape we're in. Are you, are you guys finding that, that being part of this unit is, is has been very, very helpful, Anthony? You know, absolutely. It's uh, it's sharing your best practices and understanding, you know, what's what's the right decision and, and what's the right tactic to approach. I mean, we all share the same common goals, and I think we've expressed some of them already today. Um, a lot of times engaging with the customer through these tough times, understanding what's happening, not only in their region, but, but you know, as a frontline agent, 
it's difficult because you're talking to someone who could be out west in BC uh, who's experiencing COVID at its finest or someone who's perhaps gone through the COVID pandemic and, and up on the rebound and recovering um, out on the East Coast. So the geographic changes also come into play when you're, when you're applying compassionate collections. Um, but at the same time, you're speaking to people who have gone through either job loss impacted by sickness, uh, their stress, their anxiety, uncertainty, and, and even running a business. It, it's been challenging. Um, but, but the one thing remained constant is understanding what the customer needs because every customer is different and what's going to make them uh, continue to be a customer while at the same time balancing that, um, you know, that, that account satisfaction with them. And Raf, the economic challenges would be different in Ontario than they would be in, on, you know, in Alberta or British Columbia. These things all have to be taken into consideration, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, every province has its own health and safety guidelines and, and, and regulations. And so um, the challenge for us has been really how do we adapt our business across every province and territory um, to both be compliant with health and safety, but also be available for our customers, you know, in, in the best possible way. And so, you know, having a, a peer group of industry professionals with similar goals who you can confer with, I mean, we're not giving away state secrets to each other, that's for sure, but we have a, a trusted group of individuals who meets regularly that can um, share and uh, coalesce around the big important issues and, you know, making sure that we're all kind of aligned to the same thing, which ultimately is helping our customers, um, you know, live the best way that they can um, and being compassionate and, and, and supportive. And so there's good ideas that get bounced around uh, between all of us. Again, we're not um, crossing any boundaries uh, from a corporate perspective, but it, it really is a good feeling knowing that there's a, a group there who is going through what we're going through and seeing their customers experience the same thing as ours. So it's been absolutely key um, throughout the pandemic. For sure. The single biggest cause of bad debt write-offs is procrastination. With every day you wait, the chances of ever getting paid go down. At MetCredit, we get it. We collect business receivables fast. And if we don't succeed, you don't pay. Go to MetCredit.com and stop waiting for money you deserve. MetCredit, we get it. And Michelle, the, the association, how tough is it to bring everybody together and to, to share without sharing too much, if I can say it like that? Yeah, like, the, you know, it's, it's interesting because we are competitors, of course, right? And um, But the view we take is that we're in this together. So we're not competing for who has the most fraudulent transactions or the most bad debt. Our telco members realize that there are, these are common issues. And so if they can share information and learn from one another's perspective, then they can collectively progress in the right direction. And our business affiliates um, as, as members as well really help, help us aid in that as well. Let's talk about incentives in collections. When Anthony, I'm going to throw that one at you right off the top here. Uh, you got to get people excited about paying money. It's uh, it's not a really easy thing these days, right? It, it, it's not, and and especially you know with everything that's going on, money is the the closest thing to your pocket, and nobody wants to let it go. Uh, I think it comes back down to checking in with the customer, understanding what position they're in by this pandemic. And, and offering your support. Uh, we want them to look at Rogers as a partner in terms of um, making ends meet for both of us. So we as a company have a, have a priority on that account. 
and that customer has a priority to keep those services live. Um, we have uh, provided them extended promotions, uh, which they appreciate. And, and those promotions could be, you know, upgrading to a, uh, a different level of internet to keep their Wi-Fi connections going while, you know, while their, while their children are, are homeschooling. Um, everything that, that can uh, assist the customer in understanding um, why their services are important. Uh, we even offer payment reminders to avoid customers from defaulting on their promises. Um, it, it's easy to be on the phone with the customer where they make a promise and then you get off the phone and that promises break. Well, letting them know what the consequences are upfront um, to, to not making that payment and then following up with a payment reminder. Uh, these are things that the customers appreciate. Uh, and then we talked a bit earlier about extended payment arrangements. Um, with, with customers facing job loss and small businesses closing and not, not opening, um, that too puts stress on the customer's account. So uh, it, it could be a temporary uh, payment arrangement or it could be a, a little bit longer term. But as long as the arrangements are, are kept, it's one that, um, that, that can be managed through, through negotiation. And then lastly, just encourage that open communication. Um, we know customers are feeling the stress and, and they don't want to um, break that promise they've made to Rogers, but at the same time, we encourage them to call back and let us know that if there's not a, an ability to make that payment or to stick to that arrangement, let us know. And, and as long as we have that open dialogue, um, we can keep those services live and make sure the customer continues with the positive experience. And Raf, you see the same situation with you? Yeah, absolutely. I think Anthony uh, is hit on the key thing, which is um, keeping open lines of communication with the customers. Oftentimes, um, we know through our, our research and, and feedback directly from customers that dealing with overdue accounts or, or you know, bad debts is a difficult topic um, for people. You feel uh, all those things Anthony described, anxious, embarrassed, um, you know, bashful. And it, it really is about just if you can't make a payment, just let us know. We can figure it out together when we don't hear from you. Um, that's, we just have to assume the worst, you know, and, and what people have to be aware of is that, you know, your, your debts don't just go away. They don't just fade off into the subset. If you want to ignore it, um, there are impacts, especially with things like, um, utilities or, or telephone, um, telco services, um, in the end, it does come back to your credit score. So. Um, that's not something really we, we like to focus on or highlight, but people have to be aware of what may come back to them because oftentimes it's a surprise um, when they're dealing with life kind of moments, um, applying for a mortgage or a car loan or, you know, um, mortgage forgiveness uh, during uh, now during the pandemic with the bank and they don't qualify because they have an outstanding debt that they've just ignore it or they're unaware of. So it's really important just to let us know what you're dealing with because, you know, we're not just going to come after you, um, you know, with, with, you know, in a, in a vicious way. Like we want you to use our products. We want you to pay your, your commitments and we want to work with you. So it's, it's really important to just stay on top of it, keep the lines open 
Um, and let us know what, what's going on in your life. We're, we're very understanding people. We're humans too. We have the same, the same challenges as everybody else. And Michelle, you feel the same way about communication? It's just keeping that two-way conversation open? Yeah, like I think it's about keeping our customers engaged, right? Like as a company, it costs a lot more money to lose a customer than it does to keep them. So it's really about working with the customer to pay their debts owing. Um, and it's and that's what's in the best interest of your business. What about innovations and continuing to try to find new ways of uh, of following up? Is there is the communication between you and everyone at the association so essential to making sure that everybody kind of is uh, trying to be as innovative as possible? Anthony, any thoughts on that? Uh, for sure, Bryn. Uh, you know, innovation is key, and it's key in just about any industry. But in the industry of telecommunication. Um, you know, I think over the last 12 to 18 months, we found that every customer is different and we need to be innovative in the way we connect with them. Um, the, digital, di the digital landscape has been incredibly vast in terms of how we can connect with these customers. Uh, I look at the, the older generation and, and they're not going to be so savvy to, to accept a, an email or a text and they still like the phone call where we have the younger generations and those in between who prefer the SMS and they don't want to talk to you on the phone. So it's really about everything we talked about today deployed in a way where you're going to get that response from the customer in a way that they're expecting. So that those two have to be a, a, the perfect marriage in order to be successful. There's no sense in trying to reach someone in a way where they're not going to call you back because that's not your preferred uh, mode of communication. And Raf, you feel the same way. I'm guessing, I'm guessing all three of you feel the same way, but Raf, you go first. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I have to send you a text message to see if you can take a phone call for me. That's the reality of, of our day-to-day -day lives and it translates to business as well. Um, and I think some of the, um, some of the companies we deal with through the TRMA, some of our, our business affiliates are really um, keying in on this and coming up with amazing products and services that we're able to leverage to make life easier for our customers, make the experience more pleasant for them. And that I think is, you know, over the last five years um, has really exploded and continues um, to explode. And we're looking for more in it, uh, of it actually. So uh, we welcome it. And Michelle, do you want to follow that up? Yeah. So I think like Raf touched on it perfectly. So we, we have the pleasure of working with multiple business, business affiliates who really do deeper dives into um, the industry and, and do the research and come up with the white papers and then build products and technology around um, satisfying the needs of, of telco. So we, you know, at the TRMA, we're able to collaborate um, with our business affiliate members and they, you know, they're here for us and we're here for them. And, um, and we look forward to hearing from them and hearing of their innovations and the studies that they do to help us progress in our business. Here's a tough one. What do, what do you see coming up in the next 12 months? Because it's an ever changing landscape. And I know that you have to react as fast as you possibly can, but are you comfortable with the direction things are going here? over a period of time when we really don't know what's coming next. Anthony, is that a tough one to throw at you? It, it is a tough one. And I think, you know, we, we've all been, um, we've all been adapting as we go. Yeah. And there's no, you know, um, learning manual for this, but I do think it's going to change. I do think things will be different. 
um, you know, as we continue to listen to the, the provincial guidelines and restrictions of opening and closing and lockdowns, I mean, these are these are terms that we've never used before in our in our work lives, but it's certainly impacting us significantly. Um, I think I think the future is going to be different. I think the way we work is going to be different. We're already hearing about you know work from home is going to be more prevalent than it's ever been, and 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 that's that's not a bad thing. Um, but at the same time, there's the whole balance between seeing your colleagues that uh, you don't see on a daily basis that you, they were just part of your work life. So that's the biggest change that I see is adapting to what the new norm is going to be. And I'm not sure anyone can really define that yet because we, we seem to be at the, uh, uh, you know, hand, uh, handcuffed by the pandemic to see what, what happens next. And Raf, having to respond and react quickly is that something that you like or you'd like to see slow down a little bit here some people are saying it's going too crazy it's going too fast it's it's crazy but it seems like uh, you know as a as a corporation and i'm sure anthony and michelle have seen this uh as well that we are we are at our best when things are most stressful and we're throwing massive uh, problems that we need you know a lot of people to to focus on and so while it's um, inspiring to see how we can all come together to um, solve issues, the fire drill that's been going on for the last 14 months, um, you know, and, and it's not, you know, I'm looking at, at my peers in the company as being more affected. I look at our retail team who, um, with the shutdown and reopening and shutdown and, and what they've gone through. Um, what our small business teams have been working on with, with their customers, it's, you know, and the elongated period now over, you know, about 14, 15 months of this um, is draining. It is absolutely draining with the work from home um, and, and kind of being, uh, you know, subconsciously afraid to leave your laptop because you don't know what's going to happen next. It, it, you know, we're very much looking forward to things getting, back to more normal i think it will not be exactly how things were prior to the pandemic there's going to be this hybrid of work from home and, and work in the office and and i think our our customers and consumers in general will also be in that that middle ground of where we used to be where we are right now and once things reopen and open back up there's you know um, a middle ground where exactly that is that's the the unknown and the uncertainty so um, you know, I think we're just, we'll, I'll be happy personally when um, everyone's safe and healthy and, 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 you know, returning back and the risk of further infections and, and disease kind of dissipates off to a manageable level. That's, I think, where, where, where I'm most concerned. And Michelle, from an association standpoint, there's obviously there's the trying to put policies in place and, and that kind of thing, but it's a support group as well, is it not? Yeah, like we're really taking the approach of, of finding the balance this year and kind of in our theme and in our in our conference theme also. Um, and, you know, it is a nice place to, to come and to find out, you know, what are other folks doing or how, you know, how are things going? We always open our meeting with meetings with a little bit of a, you know, meet and grade of how are things going with you and on your, you know, on your side of the fence and so on. And, um, it's interesting to hear everybody's perspectives and how they're managing, really. Well, that's it for this episode of Overdue Advice. Big thank you to Michelle from TRMA and SaskTel, along with Anthony from Rogers and Raphael from TELUS for their time and helpful insight as they shared their thoughts on how telcos are trying to power through new uncharted waters. MedCredit is on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter at MedCredit. 
can also check out Brian Sommerfeld's blog. It's really easy to find it, too. It's blog.metcredit.com. This also includes numerous helpful tools and calculators to assess your business debt risk. We want to hear from you, so subscribe, like, or leave us a review on this podcast or any of our podcasts, and also make sure you share it with your friends or business associates. You can drop us a line at overdueadvice at metcredit.com. Overdue Advice, the podcast about cash flow strategies to grow your business. I'm Brian Griffiths. You run a business, you're successful. You don't wait for things to happen. You make them happen. So why aren't you collecting what's owed to you? The longer you wait, the less chance you'll ever see a cent. <laughs> so call Met Credit. We're your local debt recovery team, serving businesses of all sizes since 1973. And don't worry, we play nice. We're here to uphold your reputation and relationships. And speaking of nice, if we don't collect, you don't pay. Zero risk. Get to know us for when you need us at metcredit.com.